Hello and welcome back to the latest Tink Business Podcast powered by Bank of Ireland. Today we talk to Barbara Sheehan, founder of Dublin-based Healthcare Compare, Ireland's newest health insurance comparison website. Barbara talks about what to look out for when shopping around for health insurance. So I'm joined today by Barbara Sheehan of Healthcare Compare. Barbara, what is Healthcare Compare? Thanks, John. Uh, So Healthcare Compare is a new website we launched in November 2020. And it's basically a website around all things health insurance. Okay, so we felt like there was a massive gap in the market where people really don't understand health insurance. They don't understand what benefits are needed. They don't understand, you know, why they need it, what age they need it, or really anything about it. I think people know they should have it and they know, you know, maybe their parents always had it, therefore they should have it. But really, we're trying to build awareness about what it's, why it's important, what age you know you should try and get on the market before, and especially at the moment, obviously with everything that's going on, I think health is on the forefront of everybody's mind. Mm. Unfortunately, because of of COVID over the last year, the public system, the backlog is just absolutely massive. So I do think it's more important than ever, really, for people to be investigating health insurance if they don't already have it at the moment. Well, it, it seems to me like it's one of those things that kind of falls between the cracks for a lot of people. Uh, like you buy a car in Ireland and you drive it on the road, you have to have by law uh, car insurance, right? But when you are in your 20s and you're feeling 10 foot tall and bulletproof and you know things like pensions and things like health insurance seem like far off stuff, administrative stuff for another time in your life when long, long, long away ago. And then suddenly you find... Uh, you were in your 30s and your 40s and most Irish people are finding that they haven't prepared for their pensions they haven't prepared for their health insurance if you're someone who's in their 40s and you basically put it off and you thought well I'm paying my taxes I'm paying my PRSI I'm sure my, if I had to go to hospital I'd be looked after but the reality is as you point out there are backlogs and you know I, and, you know, I, would, I, would, I would hate to think of somebody trying to go in with a hip operation in the current environment you know it, it's, it's dangerous even going into a hospital for, for even the most minor reasons considering the COVID situation but the reality is the hospitals are there to help us and keep us alive ideally so what would your advice be to someone is it, is there, is it ever too late to get health insurance? No absolutely not no it's obviously it is better to start up when you're younger for a number of reasons so firstly you know when you say you're in your 20s I know we all think we're invincible when we're that age and the reality is unfortunately you know young people do get sick too you know so um there are young adult rates firstly for anybody between 18 and 25 okay so it is affordable you know they pay less than an adult would um at full price when they turn 25. Now the other side of it is you know, if you are 40 and you're taking out health insurance for the first time, there was something introduced in May 2015 called Lifetime Community Rating. And at the time, it was the first of May 2015. It was all that was on the radio. It was, you know, you couldn't avoid it. Well, if you were working in the industry, which I was, I felt like I was just hearing it everywhere. But since then, it's not really spoken about. So people aren't being educated and being warned. So basically, when you turn 35, Uh, you are and you've never had health insurance in the past okay you pay a two percent loading per year for every year you're 35 or over okay this is and this is the thing people don't realize this so if you leave it any later than 35 it will get more expensive for you and that was only introduced in may 2015 so if you're 14 you're taking out health insurance for the first time you pay 12 percent more than another 40 year old who had health insurance you know all their life, basically. Wow. Now, on the other side of it, you do get a credit 
for every year you had health insurance paying as an adult premium. You know, so if you had a few years in your 20s, you would get credit for those years, which will then be deducted from the 12%. And those loadings, so they last for 10 years. So they can be very, very substantial and very significant. And, you know, you have people who are coming to me and they're 55 and 60, and they know nothing about this, you know, and they're kind of saying, well, I've been healthy all my life. Really, I should start looking at intent now. But the load, you know, things are really, really expensive for them then to try and manage that. Barbara, isn't healthcare free in Irish hospitals when you go in, you know, aren't you publicly covered? So this is a, a very common misconception, John. It, it's, it's funny and it's not funny. So people think that, you know, their PRSI pays for all of healthcare costs because of the system we have. But in fact, that's not it. So when you go into a public hospital, you have to pay 80 euro per day. Okay. And that's capped at 800 euro per year. So the maximum you'll pay is 800 euro. Um, But another thing in this is there is what's called a Health Amendment Act 2013. And this is a big thing to try and build awareness of that. If somebody goes into a public hospital, right, um, no matter what kind of state you're in, they'll, they'll kind of put a form in front of you and say, do you have private health insurance sign here? And it doesn't matter if you are on a public ward, on a trolley, you know, and when you're sick, it's the last thing you're going to think of. You're just going to sign. But by signing, what you're doing is you're waiving your right to public health care. Right. So your health insurer is now all of a sudden being charged the private rate, which is 813 per night for a multi-occupancy room, which is 10 times the cost of the, the cost of your public patient. Uh, and that's being charged the insurer, regardless whether you have private room or your semi-private room or you're on a ward. So what I would always say is, is just to be careful. Um, don't sign the form unless you get your semi-private or your private room, because that in turn is then increasing the cost of our health insurance premiums year on year, unfortunately. That is so, I suppose, uh, I use the word maybe sneaky, but like uh, so many people don't notice. Well, yeah, I mean, and they really don't. Yeah, they really don't. And, and we kind of wonder why our health insurance costs are going up all the time. There, there's that element of it too. So just be mindful and just don't sign unless you're getting for you know, you're getting the care what you're signing for, which is your semi-private room or your private room in a public hospital. And the plans themselves are Byzantine. I mean, there's so many. And you think if you pay for certain, you know, you could pay what you think is a, is a minimum or, or, or what you can afford and it probably only gives you certain things. Or how do you, if you were to say somebody who is on a modest income or, you know, a reasonable income and they're in their 40s and they're right, trying to figure it out for the first time, they want to pay enough that will make sure they're, they're guaranteed to have the support they need if they had to go to hospital or for any reason. But at the same time, they don't want to be paying Above be above the odds if they've other priorities, the baby, children, kids, put through college, all that kind of stuff. Like life is that balancing act. How how do you how would you say to people? You know what would you say to people? Should people look for because it's Byzantine. I've heard people say, oh, you need to go for a corporate plan or, or you know, and, and then people, and, you know, and, and corporate to a lot of people means, well, that sounds like a corporation and you're working in a big corporation. And that means nothing to the average person on the street. But how do you, how do you navigate that? What would you, your advice to people who may have either previously had health insurance or never had health insurance and they're at an age now where they're, they really do need to watch their health, but also they have, they're juggling responsibilities. How do you weigh it all up? Yeah, so there is no one plan fits all when it comes to health insurance, to be honest, okay? The corporate plans are definitely the best value ones and it's a real buzzword, the corporate plans, but these are basically plans that were created for your likes, your Facebooks or your Googles, you know, where the insurers are competing against each other to try and get these clients on their books. 
they introduce these very competitively priced plans and often they have very, very strong inpatient and day-to-day cover. Okay, so really what I do, you know, is when I'm speaking to somebody, I'll go through fact find with them what is important to them to have cover for. And there are loads of plans in the market and it is really overwhelming when you're trying to look at it yourself and you're not familiar. But, you know, there's plans with huge excesses and really that's a big risk that the person is then taking on. Because if you go into a private hospital and you have a few claims per year and you have to pay five or six hundred euro every year, that's a real risk on you. You know, so what you should be trying to look for if you're you're looking for a really good all-round plan is an excess of no more than really 200 euro per stay in private hospital and then money back in the day to day I always recommend this okay so you know the care system in Ireland if you want to go and see a consultant you can't just go and see a consultant unfortunately so you have to go to GP the GP refers you to the consultant you may then have to go for a day case procedure and all of these are stepping stones so you know, to be to have the ability to claim back, you know, 50% of your GP, 50% of your consultant, really that's when you see the value in it because I have people who may be on very low cost plans. And again, it's all down to budget as well. And I understand yeah. that I have a lot of other commitments, but if you're on a plan where you're paying seven or 800 euro per year, you're really not going to get anything back on those medical expenses. That's more for your hospital stays if you end up in up in hospital for anything big that the bills will likely be covered if you're on a plan for that cost um, but again you'll have a high excess at that price point Yeah it's it's it's, it's very hard one to know because most people will simply do it as a box ticking exercise and they'll go oh I have health insurance and they're, well, they're paying what they probably can afford which is probably 100 euro or 200 euro it depends on what you're earning of course but, but at the end of the day what would be reasonable what's, what's reasonable to the man on the street so the corporate plans are you know you'd be looking at anything between kind of 1,350 to 1,450 at the moment mm. um, and these price increases and price changes unfortunately are happening all the time that, that's, that's spread across a year is it? it is exactly yes that's annually so what I would say is, you know, every year to do shop around. And this is the problem that people don't review their cover every year. And, you know, I've people coming to me who are on the same plan for three, four or five years. And they're really, really outdated plans where these newer corporate versions of a plan, which offered the same, if not better cover for you could literally be saving a thousand euro per year. So the importance of having a phone call every year to run through the cover and see, you know, what exactly always as well when you are shopping around instead of asking the differences always ask what am I losing you know by moving if if you're if you're saving a thousand euro unless you're on the plan for really four or five years you have to be losing something okay mm. so there's nothing really where if you've reviewed your cover last year and you know it's a fairly new plan if you're going on to a plan that's a thousand euro cheaper it's likely you are losing some element to cover so it's just to be aware of that and to to note always ask what am I losing and what am I gaining by these price differences? And tell us about how Health Compare Compare takes that confusion out of it for people. So, again, Byzantine, a lot of things to consider. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming you guys want to be the first port of call for a lot of people when they're considering changing, etc. So tell us how you guys help. Exactly. So we have a portal where you can go in and you can either enter the policy you have at the moment or you can go through a full review and you can select the benefits that are important to you. So whether it's cardiac, 
maternity, fertility. And what it will do is it will recommend an option from each of the three providers. Now, we don't give the plan names or the provider names because we always need to speak to someone. And that's the important part. You do need to speak to somebody to make sure that it is the most suitable plan for you. So, you know, our contact details are then on it. Or if you leave yours, we'll get in touch with you. You've said what's important to you through the, the system. So we give you a call then and we say, right, well, you've selected fertility is important to you, but you may have selected it in, in a, a budget of, say, 12 or 1300 euro. When in fact, there may be a plan there, which if you pay an extra 300, you'll get an extra 1500 back on fertility. So the cheapest plan won't always be the most suitable plan because what you'll be able to claim back for your needs may be a lot more if you pay a little bit more. Do you know what I mean? So it, it is very important to weigh up what you're covered for, what's important to you. And obviously, again, John, another really important note is, is to talk about waiting periods, which we didn't mention previously. So like when you're a new entrant into a health insurance market, you're not covered straight away. OK, so any new conditions that may arise, there is a 26 week waiting period. So six months if you're diagnosed with anything when you first take it out. And if you think about it, that does make sense because obviously if we're all perfectly healthy, we wouldn't bother. And then if we were starting to feel funny, you know, we'd take it out and start <laughs> claiming straight away. So yeah. you have to have that there in fairness to the providers. So then there's a five-year waiting period for any pre-existing conditions. And that's where people really get caught out as well is they think, oh, you know, I've been really healthy. Go back to the 20-year-old were saying earlier on, you know, if they're taking out health insurance when they're diagnosed with something, unfortunately, that won't be covered for five years. So what are the typical conditions that people need to disclose? Uh, they might think they're healthy, but maybe maybe they have um, high blood pressure, for example. Is that something? So it's only like when I'm talking to somebody, I'll ask these questions if they have any existing conditions. And that's mainly for me to, you know, find out what level of cover is good and required for their needs. But they don't actually have to fill any medical questionnaires. It's not like life cover where you have to fill in declarations or anything like that. Um, anybody can take it out. And when the insurer then will look for medical history is by contacting your GP if you were to go for a claim to see, you know, when was this first diagnosed or was this existing before they took out that health insurance cover? Very good. And, and I suppose the, the cynic in me will now say, do the, do the health insurance companies do this on purpose to make it so complicated and confusing? Or is there is there a nirvana we can aim where, aim towards here where it's actually not so confusing? Is Or is, is this something we're going to have to live with for a long time? Well, I think, to be honest, to be fair to them as well, as I said earlier, it's not one plan fits all, you know, mm. so plans on the market where you know they'll have very high excesses and they'll be lower costs but they'll suit people you know whereas there'll be other plans where people want full access to the high-tech hospitals which are blackrock clinic matter private in the beacon and like you can pay five six seven thousand for those kind of plans you know whereas other people will look at that and say it's madness whereas you know, some people will see the value and say, no, I, healthcare is really important to me. And I, I know my own mum and dad say they go without a car before they go without health insurance. So, you know, it's really if, if you see the value and I really think that health insurance is only expensive if you never use it. If you're lucky enough to ne you never have to use it. Very good. And on that point, thank you so much, Barbara. That was great. No problem. No problem. At all. It, was, it was great talking to you.